a celebration of renewal. Welcome to the Perm Perspective. The Purim Perspective is in honor of the complete and speedy recovery of Haravamitai Ben Shoshana, Leia Mincha Baskittel, and Shu'ul Ben Brita. The Purim Perspective is in loving memory of Edward Ben Ephraim, Shlomo Ben Edward, and Yerachmiel Daniel Ben Gedalia. May their souls be uplifted and may their memories be a blessing. There are so many important and powerful lessons to learn from the story of Purim, but there is one I would like to share. The Megillah begins with Ahasuerus, the king of Persia, hosting a feast to celebrate 70 years since the destruction of the first base of Middash. He knew that the Jewish Nevi'im, the Jewish prophets, predicted that 70 years after its destruction, the base of Middash would be rebuilt. And he was afraid that the rebuilding of the base of Middash would shake the foundations of his world empire. And according to Ahasuerus' calculations, the 70 years of exile were to end in the third year of his reign. And when that time came and nothing happened, he was thrilled. He believed that the Jewish people would remain his subjects without ever gaining independence. So Ahasuerus celebrated by throwing a great feast and adorning his tables with the sacred and holy vessels of the base of Migdash that his wife's grandfather Nebuchadnezzar stole when he destroyed it. And as the Jewish people began to arrive at the palace, they saw the holy vessels on the king's tables and yet they remained at that feast. God's anger was aroused by the Jewish people's disrespect. They enjoyed the feast that had the vessels that came with the Bismillah on display. So God allowed the Jewish people to suffer the full weight of Haman's persecution. So Haman made a raffle to figure out the best day to destroy the Jewish people. And the day he drew was the 14th of Adar, not coincidentally right near the birthday and yard site of the Jewish people's greatest leader, Moshe Rabbeinu. The Medrash explains that Haman was overjoyed as he knew that the Jewish people's mazel, for lack of a better term, luck, would be very low as it is the month that the greatest Jewish leader passed away. But he did not realize that it was also Moshe Rabbeinu's birthday counteracting any bad mazel he thought they would have. However, a question comes to mind. Haman's logic for choosing the month of Adar was well thought out but inherently flawed. The birthday and yardside of Moshe Rabbeinu are not clearly written in the Torah. The Talmud and Kedushin learns when Moshe Rabbeinu passed away by calculating backwards from the 10th of Nisan when the Jewish nation crossed the Yardin, the Jordan River. The Gemara also writes that Moshe Rabbeinu's birthday is known as he was three months old when he was put into the Nilus, into the Nile River. And the simple question is, if Haman Harasha was knowledgeable enough to know when Moshe Rabbeinu passed away, wouldn't he also know when Moshe Rabbeinu was born? And this small and critical fact was the undoing of his entire plan. How could he have forgotten that it was also Moshe Rabbeinu's birthday? There are many answers to this important question, but I will focus on just one. The Lubavitch Rebbe writes that Haman paid no attention to Moshe Rabbeinu's birthday because he didn't think it mattered. Haman thought that the death of Moshe Rabbeinu was not simply the end of his physical existence, but the conclusion of his spiritual life as well. And according to this theory, Moshe's holiness, leadership, and legacy had no impact on future generations. Hence, Haman did not think that Moshe Rabbeinu's birthday was significant in any way. The Lubavitch Rebbe explains that the core belief of Haman's theory is the notion that we are physical creatures rather than spiritual beings. That our strength, successes, and achievements are only a byproduct of our hard work and not God's plan and therefore our achievements should fade away when we stop putting in the effort. 
But we must realize that our creation was not by accident, but rather to reveal God's oneness to the world. Our entire existence originates from the idea that the universe is in a perpetual state of renewal and rebirth. And with every breath we breathe and every morning we wake up, we experience the deliberate rejuvenation of our souls and purposes in God's vast universe. Towards the end of the Megillah, we say, And the Jewish people enjoyed light and gladness, happiness and honor. The Gemara in Megillah explains that Ayra light refers to the Torah. The Jewish nation showed their complete and total devotion to God at the end of the Purim story, and therefore they merited to have a spiritual awakening similar to that that we had by Harsinai at the giving of the Torah. May we experience the same spiritual awakening, have success, happiness, and prosperity. Have a joyous and meaningful Purim. <laughs> Live it to me, live it to me, live it to me.